Before we start this podcast, I want to do a little public service announcement about sleep. Sleep is really something that a lot of us don't have enough of, thanks to stress and the devices we look at all the time. Instead of talking about how much more sleep we need to be getting, I would like to shift your focus about the quality of sleep, no matter the duration. I'm a light sleeper, and if you're anything like me, falling asleep and staying asleep isn't as easy as I'd like them to be. That's why I believe in the Manta sleep masks. Every mask of theirs is designed to help you sleep better so you can get the best possible sleep and create your best possible life. Personally, I've been supporting them since they launched on Kickstarter in 2017 because of the quality of their product and after sales service. The masks are modular and adjustable so you can achieve that perfect fit and the eye cups are 100% blackout and designed in a way that you'll have zero pressure on your eyelids or lashes. They've come a long way from Kickstarter, so they have a selection of masks to choose from, like a slimmer one for side sleepers or a weighted one for those who like a little more pressure to help you feel secure. If you want to check them out, I'll leave a link in the podcast description. It is an affiliate link, so I would get a little kickback for when you buy something, but it is totally your call whether you want to use the link or not. That's how much I believe that we all should get better quality sleep today. So once again, it's the Manta Sleep Mask. That's M-A-N-T-A, sleep. And now, on to the episode. Hi everyone, you're listening to the Online Advice Podcast where I check out platforms where a bunch of people ask for advice and I give it to them based on my personal experience. Is it helpful? Is it kind? Is it completely unnecessary? Well, only one way to find out. Wow, episode three, welcome back everyone. And yeah, uh, for this episode, I feel like we should take it a little international for two reasons. One, for variety. And two, well, I'm still looking for local advice forums. I know I don't want to make it seem like it's just YP Love Stories and and US Whispers forever. So yeah, so if you have any suggestions to where I can find these advice-seeking people locally, Singapore, hey, just let me know. I really should make an email for you guys to contact me at some point. But anyway, the platform that we're looking at today is Reddit. Well, technically Reddit, okay, here's the thing. I don't use Reddit enough to be, you know, proficient in looking for things in Reddit. So I found a Twitter account that compiles the best ones and I'll just use them. I mean, I'm going to plug them, of course. The Twitter account that I'm going to be referring all these advice things from is at AITA underscore Reddit. AITA, of course, means Am I the asshole? So that's the theme today. We're going to be looking at people with low self-awareness. But in all fairness, there will be some people who are in genuine conundrums and we'll help them through it. Yeah, everyone, all of us, you and me. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so the first post is, am I the asshole? The poster is a guy, by the way, for not paying for my girlfriend to come on my family's vacation, even though I could easily afford to. That's the title. So here's the post. My girlfriend of almost three years bought a new condo 
that we recently moved into. She works a full-time job and for the past year also worked a part-time job to save for the down payment and other maintenance costs. She bought it about two months ago, then had to buy a washer dryer, fix a plumbing issue, etc. My family goes on a yearly trip to my home country, Japan. We have relatives there. My girlfriend could not afford to go because of all the recent expenses related to the condo. My older brother was very curious as to why she is not coming on the trip. When I told her she could not afford it, he asked, but you can pay for her to come, so why not do it? He knows I have a lot of money saved since I lived with our parents until I was 26, rent-free. He also advises me on investments that have done well. I told him it is not my job to provide a vacation for her, that she is an adult. He was shocked and thought it was a disgrace that she worked two jobs to provide a place for us to live, yet I could not provide a vacation for her in return. He even offered to pay for her to come, although I think he just said this to piss me off. So, am I the asshole? I think we all know the answer to this one. Yes, he's an asshole, but let's break it down. So his girlfriend is working two jobs to get a condo. And a girlfriend of almost three years, by the way. And she has managed to furnish the whole condo herself. Props to this lady. But anyway, I have identified the issue. The issue is, uh, when he was having his argument with his brother, uh, he mentioned that he has a lot of money saved, uh, him. He has a lot of money saved and he lived with his parents until he was 26 rent-free. Therein lies the problem. The girlfriend buying the condo for the both of them, this guy feels that putting a roof over his head is a given. So he doesn't see it as effort for the both of them. And since he doesn't consider his girlfriend's actions as effort towards the relationship, he akins the condo purchase as like a personal purchase, as trivial as, you know, buying a handbag. And by his logic, if you don't have money to go on a trip, well, you shouldn't have bought the handbag in the first place. So it's becoming quite clear that this person is a little selfish or, well, very selfish, because in the end, he said his brother even offered to pay for her to come, although I think he just said this to piss me off. Right? It's still about him for some reason. Not about the girlfriend being able to go to Japan with them. Still him. Still about him. So let's get to the dispensing of advice, shall we? Okay, let's start with the brother. Um, I do not have any advice for the brother. He seems to be the one with the most common sense, right? He can clearly see his brother's girlfriend busting her ass to get a place to stay and... The least the poster can do, the bare minimum, is to just pay for her trip. I mean, okay, we have to establish that a relationship is a team effort between two people. Am I correct? Don't answer that. I am correct. Anyway, once you establish that your relationship is a team effort, you'll start to recognize certain things or certain shortfalls that you can immediately pick up. Like, just for example... Uh, my partner doesn't like to handle bugs when they get in the house. So I'm the bug guy. I'll get rid of them. Uh, another example is I can be quite a messy person. She's the one who will be more organized between the two of us. You know, it's those little things. So if 
the girlfriend is busting her ass to pay for a condo that both of you will live in, you can jolly well pay for her trip, asshole. There, I said it. Yep, he's the asshole. That's my advice to the poster and calling him an asshole at the same time. Yeah. Now, my advice to the girlfriend. I would like to assume that she bought that condo under her name and her name alone. Uh, baby girl, why don't you just keep it that way for a while? See how this relationship plays out, you know? If your man pulls some selfish shit like this again, you know where you're sending his ass. Back to his parents, exactly. But having said that, I hope this couple smooths out the kinks in their relationship and hope they work out. I read a few of the comments in the Twitter thread and... <laughs> it's funny because a lot of people are shipping the girlfriend and the brother together. Well, I mean, that's a twist. And thank you. Oh, uh, before we move on to the next post, I would like to do a shameless plug. It was also because we were on the topic of relationships. So, my fiancé and I, well, as of this recording, she's still my fiancé. That will change. My fiancé and I have a podcast. It's called Relationsure, you know, like relationship, but sure, S-U-R-E. And on the podcast, we like to have honest conversations about things that we don't usually talk about, like mental health, uh, cross-cultural relationships, sex even, like birth control. So we try to have those honest conversations, and we're just doing this for us, to be honest. But if you like to listen to stuff like that, it's uh, Relationsure. You can look us up on Spotify. We're up on there. And feel free to share it amongst your family and friends. And thank you. Thank you for letting me do that shameless plug. All right, on to the next post. Uh, what? Okay, <laughs> before I start with this next post, I really like international advice columns because they're just so much wackier than Singaporean ones. I know, it, it just makes Singaporean advice columns just looks so vanilla right now. Okay, the title of this post is Am I the asshole for asking my girlfriend to stop using my bathroom? <laughs> Alright, buckle in. The title sounds weird, but I didn't want to get too specific with it in the title. The poster is a guy, by the way. Alright, so my girlfriend of slightly over two years have recently moved into a townhome together. The place has two levels. The floor level consists of the living room, the kitchen, and a full bath. The top level consists of two bedrooms and another full bath that connects to the master bedroom. So, ensuite. When we moved in, my girlfriend had the idea that we should both have our own bathrooms and I agreed. She claimed the upstairs one while the ground floor one was mine. The deal was that neither of us were to step foot in each other's bedrooms or anything, if I get up in the middle of the night and have to pee, for instance, I just go into the next door bathroom. I'm not expected to walk downstairs. But we have our own bathrooms in terms of how we decorate them, do our hygiene duties, and fill with our toiletries, etc. Anyway, we spend most of our waking hours together on the ground floor, watching TV or gaming or whatever. When she has to use the bathroom, rather than running upstairs, she just goes and uses my ground floor bath. I don't care if she just has to pee. But 
Well, she doesn't limit it to that. If she needs to go number two, she does that in my bathroom as well. And this is where the post takes a turn. I'm really averse to the smell of human feces and what she produces has tended to be kind of bad since she started following a high protein diet. It can linger for a while and makes it not fun when it's time for me to use the bathroom myself, shower, brush my teeth, etc. I use air fresheners, but it doesn't always cover it up. So I asked her only to use the bathroom when she has to have a bowel movement. There was no real graceful way of doing it. She took offense. She said that there was no reason why she should have to run upstairs whenever she has to go. That we are a couple and dealing with each other's smells is just part of it. What if we only had one bathroom? I said that we just have to deal with it if we did, but that isn't the situation we're in, so can we just poop in our own bathrooms? Separate bathrooms were her idea, after all. Am I the asshole for that? Okay, so right off the bat, I'm just gonna say that both of them are at fault, but to varying degrees, right? Okay, so let's break it down. Okay, so let's start with the girl first. The girlfriend, uh, she suggested the idea that they should both have their own bathrooms. She was just not aware how strictly her boyfriend will be enforcing that rule. Because I already know what went on in her head. When she meant to have their own bathrooms, that just meant she will have all her things in one bathroom and his things in his. In her boyfriend's mind, however, he took that as we will strictly use our own bathrooms. So I feel like it's a fair idea to bring up by the girlfriend. It's just that it was misunderstood in the process. So for the guy's perspective, I recognize that he compromised a little, you know, like letting her pee in his bathroom, which is the minimum. And the problem arises when she poops in there and he really hates the smell of poop. Okay, so we have to see what the guy is doing to get rid of the smell of poop. And all he typed was, I use air fresheners, but it doesn't always cover it up. That is the problem, my friend. You are not doing enough to get rid of the poop smell. There are so many other things and methods to use other than just using air freshener. Right, so number one, if you have a window, open it up. As simple as that. If you don't have a window, another trick you could do is to close the toilet lid before you flush. That actually helps a lot, especially in public toilets. Another method is that you can buy poopery, and poopery is basically a perfume spray that you spray before pooping. You spray on the toilet water, so it makes a film of perfume <laughs> over the toilet water, if you can imagine that. So when your poop goes in, the layer of perfume kind of masks the smell somewhat. And I've tried it before, and it really does work to some extent. I mean, at the time, I don't remember whether I was on a high-protein diet or not, but it's worth a try. The next method is to invest in bathroom candles. Yes, bathroom candles. I know if we're talking about open flames, right, we 
immediately think about, you know, when we watch movies and someone takes a poop and to get rid of the smell, they light a match. I've looked it up and I've seen the show on Mythbusters. They've busted that myth. Um, the reason why people think lighting a match works, it's because not because it's not because of the flame burning off the smelly compounds. No, it does not do that. What happens is upon lighting a match, you are just replacing one pungent smell to another. The reason why a lit match is pungent in a way is because one of the compounds in the match, that the part that lights up, it contains phosphorus. So I believe that's the smell that you smell when you light a match. And because the smell of phosphorus is so distinct, your brain just automatically shifts its focus on that smell. So in conclusion, a lit match doesn't get rid of the smell. It merely masks them. Just like your air fresheners. Surprise, surprise. So my suggestion to the both of them is to try these methods, like a combination of everything, right? Opening the window, closing the toilet seat cover, spraying that poopery thing, lighting a candle. And if a combination of all those things don't work, then have that conversation about bathroom boundaries. Because honestly, I'm quite confident that some of those smell eliminating methods will work. I mean, how much protein is this girl eating? All right, so going back to his original question, if he is the asshole, I think no. But if he doesn't continue to try out different methods to eliminate the smells, then eventually he will be. And with that, I thank you. All right, next, 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 next post. Let's see. Huh, this one's interesting. All right, am I the asshole for insisting that a new drawing be removed when I have a personal connection? Well, this just seems so silly and one of those unbelievable coincidences, but it happened and I'm wondering if I am the asshole. So I, the poster is a 48-year-old woman. Women. Okay, so, so I volunteer for a number of organizations, local museum, botanical garden, etc. I have the time and I like to give back. So recently, I was visiting with an acquaintance, Deb, from one of these groups at her place, she and I were planning for an upcoming meeting. I had never been to her place before. In her beautiful home, she had a lot of art. She's a collector and artist herself. In the salon where we were meeting was a large framed charcoal drawing, a slightly abstract male nude. Very well done, although not exactly my kind of thing. I prefer clothed art. I was intrigued for reasons I will explain below and asked her some questions. It turns out that she was an artist herself, and that was a sketch she had done in a live drawing class a couple of years ago in a local college's adult ed art classes, and she liked it well enough to display. Immediately, my heart sank. I knew the drawing was of my son. Dun dun dun. All right. My beautiful boy, Aaron, 22 by the way, had posed as a model for such a life drawing class when he was home after his freshman year. Why? I don't know. He freely told us he had done that, even though he probably knew I wouldn't approve. Despite being a near-perfect kid, Aaron has always had a hint of a rebellious streak, think 
Tarzan hair and the kind of clothes some kids today wear. I had been quite upset with him at the time, apparently parading around in his birthday suit for middle-aged men and women to draw. I begged him not to do it. What would people think? That it was not right? That we didn't do those kind of things? He was paid but certainly didn't do it for the money. Said it was just for fun. His father didn't seem to care. I've always liked that Aaron is a free spirit but this was just too much. So I discreetly explained the situation to Deb, knowing she would understand and remove the art, especially when our members visit. She refused though, and it led to a big argument and me using some frankly unladylike language. She thinks I'm an asshole for asking and making a big deal out of nothing, and I think she's one for displaying a drawing of my son. I'm going to effort to arrange our meeting at another location, but in the meantime, Am I the asshole? And this is an edit like an add-on. The drawing is fairly abstract, but I instantly knew it was my son. Or a model that looked just like him. He has pretty distinctive longish hair and the same build slash look. And no, you can't really see the bits with much detail, but still. Okay, wow. Um, so one, overprotective parent, am I right? Okay, so freshman year of college, if I'm not mistaken, that guy would be around 18 or 19 in the US. So in all legality, he is considered an adult. So there's nothing wrong with him posing nude in an art class. And because he is an adult, he does not require parental consent. Now, the reason why his mother is so upset is because you can tell by her writing is that she wants to keep the image of her perfect child as long as possible. And the things that he's doing is not making that possible. So instead, she involves other people into her business. Mind you, this art is in someone's home. It's not even on public display or anything. So she could have just left it at that. But... She went on to make a fuss about asking the person to remove it when members come for meetings. And frankly, I don't blame the woman for refusing because it's her own house and it's what she made herself. So why would someone else ask her to take something down in a space that she owns, that she lives in? It doesn't make a lot of sense. And now, I will ask the question that all of us are thinking. How sure is she that the portrait is of her son? She said that it's abstract. But in her words, she said, But I instantly knew it was my son, in parentheses, or a model that looked just like him. I mean, okay, if you're not that sure, then... Oh my god, why don't you just ask your son yourself? And also, there's not much you can do with that information because he's an adult and the portrait is in someone else's house that you have no control over. So what does it matter? What does it matter, lady? So my advice to you is this. Your son is not hurting anybody, or at least from this portrait. And if you continue to cause rifts between the people you know and the people who know your son, your son is just going to eventually resent you. And 
Is that the long-term goal that you did not realize is happening? You wanted to preserve the dignity of your son when it didn't need preserving anymore? I know it's hard for parents to come to terms with their children not fitting into the mold that they made for them anymore. And it's just something that she has to accept. Because what's more important, that portrait that's in someone's private home or the relationship with her son? Like, priorities. As of last episode's theme, priorities. Yeah, what's more important? Your son or that portrait? Anyway. So in summary, lady, you should let your son go. Mentally, I mean. Yeah, let your son go mentally. Children grow up into adults, and adults don't always do things that their parents like. So, yeah. And thank you. All right, we have time for one more before I wrap this up. The next post is, Am I the asshole for having my boss's mother removed by security from our workplace? The hell? Okay. So the poster is a 26-year-old female. So here we go. I work for a large aviation company in the US. It is an amazing company to work for and I have been there for the past four years as an executive assistant. My role can move around based on where the company needs admins. I started a new rotation at work about six months ago and I am now working with my new boss, James, in open inverted commas, a male, 32 years old. James is a pretty decent guy, but at first I found him a little odd. He is very quiet and shy. At first, he couldn't even seem to look me directly in the eye. I noticed right away that he seems to be very religious. He had more crosses in his office than I have seen in most churches. I am from a Christian family as well, and it's quite common in my state to be religious. Some things just seem a little over the top to me, and that's saying something. James is a good guy though, and over the past six months, we have grown close. He has started to let his personality show. We have now become good friends and he has opened up to me a great deal. Sometimes I even feel like there's a spark between us, but neither of us have ever acted on it. Yesterday, James told me that his mother was in town and would be stopping by to bring him lunch today. James has never talked much about his family other than telling me they live out of state. He had meetings all morning and asked me to put it in the fridge once she arrived. At 9.30am, his mom arrived with his lunch. I greeted her and introduced myself as James' assistant. She just stared at me and then suddenly started to cry. I tried to ask her what was wrong but she just yelled Bible verses at me. She told me I can't be James' assistant because his assistant is male. In parentheses, my name is unisex so I don't know if she assumed I was male. Close parentheses. She then demanded that I leave her son's office immediately and told me that I am fired. She went into her son's office and proceeded to lock the door. Her behavior was really frightening and I didn't know what to do. I'm not supposed to allow anyone into his office when he is not present for confidentiality reasons. I tried to get her to leave but she wouldn't open the door. My boss is unreachable when he's in meetings, so I panicked and I called security. Security came and escorted her off the property as she threw a fit for everyone to see. 
James was very upset and says he wishes I handled it differently instead of causing a scene by calling security. He said his mother is just not used to women like me being around her son and that she was very protective. He said I should have called his cell phone instead of security and that I embarrassed him. Some of my co-workers agree with me while others think that I was an asshole for calling security on his mother. I don't think I did anything wrong. I can't shake this feeling that I'm an asshole for doing this. Well, I'm going to say it. You're not the asshole. And let's dissect why. Let's put beside the fact that James's mother is the asshole. But let's stick on to the original poster, right? So this woman is at work. And by that, I mean she is there on a professional capacity. Now, when James's mom visits, she is not that obligated. Or Okay, I'm just trying to downplay it. Okay, she is not obligated in her workplace to accommodate to his mother. She is an executive assistant, not front desk. So she's not wrong for calling security because she's there to protect the company, not James's mother. The only part of this post that I have a problem with is the security escorting her off the property. I mean, isn't there somewhere in the office that they can bring her to? Like a pantry or like just a secluded office? I mean, bringing her off the property seems a little much. But then again, this is a large aviation company. So you can kind of imagine the type of protocols that they have for security. So not only do I believe that the poster is not the asshole, James's mother is the asshole and also James himself. But to be fair, James and his mother, uh, they are completely unaware of the perception that they give out regarding them being very religious people. I am trying very hard not to say backwards, but well, it's my show, so yes, it's quite backwards, let's say, in modern society, right? To assume that, you know, men and women cannot mix and like she's women like me being around her son. Well, that's their own bubble that they're living in, right? And the issue that James has is not being able to separate friend from employee. So the woman, the original poster, is acting on the capacity as an employee. When there is a threat at work, she will act as an employee. She doesn't even know your mother. And I know this sounds very heartless, but she doesn't owe your mother anything. She was just acting in the best interests of the company that employed her. So to the original poster, no, you're not the asshole. I mean, it's a shame that it happened that way, but the mother made herself a nuisance and a threat to the company. And your boss left no specific instructions. So you did what you thought was best as an employee of the company and called security. So I, you are not the asshole. You did nothing wrong. So please, dear poster, go to sleep at night knowing your conscience is clear. And thank you for posting that. And with that, we've come to the end of the episode. If you like what you've heard, please do not hesitate to share this with your family and friends. It would mean the world to me if you did. And by the next episode, I would have set up an email account for you to submit your questions 
so I can answer them in a podcast. But until then, my name is Zahir. You've been listening to the Online Advice Podcast, and I will catch you on the next one. Bye.